You know, digital is a topic, of course, everyone is discussing these days, especially within community banking. We've seen digital transformation become one of the top priorities and something that came out of the survey as being something that keeps our CEOs up at night. There has been incredible change in mass culture around investing. Accessibility has never been higher. What's top of mind for every client is the incredibly challenging times that we're going through right now. Work is on trial. Every business has had to adapt the way that they work and how they work over the last two years. We know employee experience is something we need to focus on, but where do we even begin? Banking is a risk business, but in today's environment, we are being faced with uncertain times. Financial institutions have always had partners who could help evaluate, address, and mitigate risk, but today they need to lean on those partners more than ever. Welcome to Bank on Whitfleet. Each episode will feature discussions around industry issues, hot topics, and current trends, giving you an insider's look at how top performers and professionals are staying ahead of the curve. All right, let's get into today's conversation. Welcome, everybody. Today's guest is Scott Brown, Vice President of Growth with Larky. Scott works with financial institutions on how to better leverage technology as part of their digital journey, branding, and communication efforts with customers. We know from our podcast listener feedback that digital interface is a key discussion point in customer journey mapping, and digital transformation continues to be an investment discussion at all levels of the financial service industry. So given this, let's jump in. Scott, thank you for being here today. Would you provide our listeners some information about you and your background? Thanks, Robert, sure thing. Thanks for having me. Uh, I've been in uh, the FinTech world for over 15 years now, working with banks and credit unions at some of the largest providers in the industry. Most recently, I was with Catalyst Corporate Federal Credit Union leading credit unions to use innovative payments and balance sheet management solutions. The opportunity to join Larky was a natural fit as I've constantly heard from my clients how the challenge to engage with their account holders becomes more and more difficult over time. Uh, it, it's been a really great ride and I'm excited to share how we help them overcome some of those challenges. Well, fantastic. Thank you for being here, Scott. We do appreciate it. You know, why don't we start with the obvious question? Um, what are push notifications and why should financial institutions consider them now? So maybe we just start with a baseline for our listeners who may not even know that phrase or concept, Scott. Sure, that's that's a fair starting point. Um, by definition, push notifications are messages delivered through a mobile application. Lock screen notifications are another way to think about them. We affectionately refer to them as nudges because the idea is that not hammering someone over the head with messaging, but providing helpful nudges, really aimed at driving a desired behavior or outcome. They're incredibly effective because they're delivered to the end user, even when they're not in the application and therefore not engaged with the party that is sending them the vital information. So think about, think about this, think about the power of being able to directly communicate to an account holder when they're not in a branch and not logged into mobile or online banking. It's, it's really about creating engagement and doing so in a really relevant and mutually beneficial way. Great. I, I love that term nudges. I haven't heard that before, but it makes sense. Certainly with my own iPhone, I understand what they are. Um, 
and why why should institutions consider them you know we maybe we're not used to them as far as in a financial sense maybe we are why why are your customers uh, who are financial institutions really thinking about them yeah i mean the overall response is the world that we're in today is it's really different right we're we're remote we are um here we are in a podcast all in our our own locations and that's kind of the way the world is today we're very disconnected so um, let's talk about some of the statistics that sort of support why why a financial institution would really start to look for um, different and and different communication methods and those that resonate a bit better with their account base. Um, I love a recent study from BAI that came out and said ninety three percent of banks and credit unions recognize a need to better their digital interaction. So surveyed FIs ninety three percent said. Yes, we need to have better digital interaction. The other end of that survey was 63% of Gen Z and millennials surveyed said that they would leave their FI for a better digital experience elsewhere. Kind of interesting, right? So FIs recognize a need to step up their digital interaction. Account holders say they're not afraid to leave you if you don't. And we're here to help ensure that FIs have the tools to not only keep them, but to communicate with them via the methods that they pay attention to. Um, taking that a step further, our clients consistently see seven times the response rate when compared to email or other traditional communication channels. Um, an average account holder visits a branch maybe four times per year. Those under 25 are just about two visits per year. So the question then becomes, how does an FI engage with their account holders when they're not physically present? Emails have an average open rate of around 20%, a click-through rate of around 2%. So while email remains a vital communication channel, it also puts the FI in a bit of a one-sided conversation when we know that they have valuable information, valuable products and services to share and other notices that they need to get out, but um, it's really, really difficult to get the attention of the account holder. Well, that makes per perfect sense. And of course, the data uh, is nothing to sneeze at either. We know that all of us are using it. So if, if your financial institution isn't, you know, probably time to think about it. I know when we were preparing for the podcast, you gave me a great overview. There are lots of different types of push notifications. Maybe if you can explain for our listeners all the different ways that push notifications happen. Is that the right way to say it? Yeah, that's okay. Sure, I can work with that. Um, well, we defined push notifications a bit earlier, but let's talk about what can I guess what can trigger those, and then we can dive into some interesting use cases to use them. Um, messages are, are triggered either based on time or location. So um, the time can be now, as in there's a fraud event happening or a system outage that we need to inform the account holders of, or it can be um, uh, an event that's happening over the weekend, a community type of event that's taking place at the park, and we wanna set that message to go out on Saturday. So um, those are examples of, of time-based messaging. Location is the other element that is incredibly powerful at delivering an ultra relevant message. So think about think about promoting auto loans when an account holder walks into a dealership or reminding them to use their debit card when pulling up to a gas station. Um, let's also not forget about the in-branch experience. Given the limited amount of FaceTime that FIs have with their account holders, the times that they are there are that much more important. So think about the power of pushing out an in-branch satisfaction survey after an account holder has been in a branch for 20 minutes and uh, the increasing experience that something like that may offer. 
Uh, I, I don't think I'm alone in this, but I really appreciate the opportunity to, to vent some frustration and also to help those improve the experience in the future or simply wanting to say job well done when things are exceptional. So those types of, of immediate gratification to the account holder, whether um, again, maybe because we're, we're sending them information about a loan when they're in a place where that type of funding is needed, or again, we're kind of putting our arms around them and hugging them and saying we want to either hear about your terrific experience or if it wasn't so terrific, we want to learn about it to continue to get better. So um, our clients have gained a wealth of insight by using this channel of communication to initiate feedback and to to really promote products and services in the right time in the right place. So um, again, back to the initial question, it's these types of messages are either based on time or location and the use cases are, are truly endless. Sounds like they are and the financial institution also starts to gather data. It sounds like on the back end of who's reading them or or what's happening is, is did I hear you correct on that, Scott? Yeah, there, you hit on a really good point. There's a ton of information in the background. So um, think about the insights that a, an FI would gain knowing the number of, of members or, or account holders or customers that tapped on a particular message at a particular time. So combine that level of analytics with um, a, a team of those that have best practices in this type of communication, and you're really using you're using those insights and that data to sort of benchmark today's messaging, how they resonate with the account holders, and then using that benchmark to improve future messaging. So it's really, really important to know that um, when you are sending these messages out, that they're not just going out into cyberspace. It's really important to be able to track them, again, to be able to benchmark them, and to be able to continue to grow on, on the success of those. Sounds like a, a really important tool in this day and age. Um... I know so many messages I get on my phone. Where does a financial institution begin if someone listening to this podcast, Scott, is not a tech person? Maybe they've been on, you know, the quote traditional banking side. Is this complicated? Does it work with core systems? Um, you know, those may seem like simple or very simplistic questions, but if someone isn't familiar with this, can you just maybe give a paint a picture of where they begin or how does it work, all of that. Yeah, thank you, I, I would love to. I think the, the first thing to do is think about your communication strategy and think about how your FI will effectively communicate with your account holders in, again, this increasingly remote world. You need to really take a step back and think about, one, um, knowing, knowing the fact that you do have valuable information to share with account holders, that you have products and services that help them, that you have vital information that they need to know about. So again, the question is, how are you getting that information out to them? And I think we're at a sort, we're at a, a bit of a paradigm shift where we see current methods of communication uh, cannot really be relied on to be as effective as they had been in the past. So I think, again, the first step is thinking about the communication strategy and what steps the FI is going to take to, um, uh, to ensure that that the message resonates with account holders moving forward. The second is is not feeling like you have to to do it all on your own, right? This is um, this is a new form of communication. You know, at the FI, you know your voice, you know your brand, you know the message that you have to get out. But this is a it's a new form of communication. Don't feel like you have to bear the burden of of sort of starting from scratch on your own. 
So reach out to a third party, reach out to us at Larky, reach out to a, another provider that can help you uh, explore this channel of communication. We have, a, we have an incredibly strong team with a wealth of best practices ready to be shared. Um, we, we truly see this as a critical communication channel and I wholeheartedly believe that this functionality will be table stakes in the future, that this is a channel of communication that people will come to expect. Now, with all that said, we are a complement to existing communication channels. They're not a silver bullet. We do not see us as a replacement for email or social media or any of the other communication channels, but rather um, just another way to communicate with account holders in a really direct way. So as again, as you're looking at your communication strategy and you're looking at email and you're looking at perhaps snail mail and, and other methods, I think this is a, another really valuable tool in your toolkit. Yeah, absolutely sounds like that's the case and, and part of an overall strategy to support the customer experience, the customer journey, something to think about when you're making that customer journey map. Um, the next question I have maybe is, how long does it take to implement something like this? What are the, like general costs? I know it probably varies. Um, you can maybe only speak to what your firm does, but I know you have a lot of experience in the market, Scott. So can you provide some insights there? Sure, yeah, I'd be happy to. The, um, the back to the initial definition of push notifications and what they are, again, uh, messages delivered through a mobile application. So in order for those messages to be delivered through that channel, there needs to be some level of integration to get those messages out. So when they do appear on the account holder's phone, they appear as the bank or credit union. They are the bank or credit union because again, they are delivered through that mobile banking application. So um, the first thing is, is finding a provider that has integration with multiple digital banking pr providers um, that therefore allow for a quick implementation. We are, um, we're at the, the tail end of an implementation project with a multi-billion dollar credit union and it's been less than 30 days. So um, again, while this is a new channel of communication, I wouldn't want anyone to leave this and say, oh gosh, this is a major project or a major conversion. It, it, it's simply not because of the existing uh, integration that's already there. Um, as for costs, I can speak to Larky and then maybe a little bit industry-wide. Uh, we, we bill flat, a flat monthly fee, it's all inclusive. It's intended to take away the concern of cost consideration when sending out a message. Say there's a, a fraud event or an ATM outage or a card processing outage or something that you wanna communicate right away. We never want the consideration to be, well, gee, it, I, I know I want people to know about this, but I'm also concerned with what this message is gonna cost. We take that concern out of the out of the picture altogether. Um, so there are no per message fees. The vast majority of our clients experience a positive ROI, um, and and it's no secret why, right? We are we are driving revenue generating products and services, and also those that simply go to to enhance an account holder's experience. But it's really those those loan products, the debit card interchange activity, the new accounts that we're driving. That are that are really there to prove out the ROI. Uh, just recently, we had a credit union send a holiday loan promotion nudge, and they received over 80 applications. So that is, um, they shared that is eight times the volume when that promotion was previously sent out via email alone. That one message pays for their service several times over. So again, um, 
from a cost perspective, I wouldn't want anyone to say, oh gosh, this sounds great. We really should consider this. I don't know if it's in the budget. Most of the time, it's a, a net neutral to an actual positive ROI. Well, that sounds like a winning combination, Scott, um, and certainly something for financial institutions to consider when they're looking again at how they want to communicate with their customers. Any last bits of wisdom you would like to share with our listeners? Anything else they should know or consider when thinking about push notifications? Yeah, we you know we talked a lot about the challenges that that FIs face today, right? We we know that people are disconnected, they're not always engaged. Email communication is really tough. We all get so many every day. It's just really hard to get people's focus on those. Um, so we 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 I think we did a really good job harping on the challenges. So let let's end on some good news, right? We we talked about those challenges and how how tough it is getting people's attention through traditional channels. But um, here's the the silver lining. FIs are in an incredibly strong position to significantly increase the effectiveness of their communication. Um, again, whether it's a branch closure, a holiday greeting, promoting new products and services, FIs have an incredibly valuable piece of real estate, and that is the mobile banking app that resides on their account holder's phone. So, so you have this very valuable real estate that's great for all the wonderful things that digital banking provides, but it's not being utilized as a communication tool, and it very well could be and in my humble opinion, it should be. So um, the good news, again, FIs are in a terrific position to utilize this for direct, valuable, attention-garnering communication. And I'll leave you with that. Um, I'm happy to provide any more information. We would love to continue the conversation. But again, as you look at how you engage with your account holders moving forward, I would strongly encourage you to consider this um, direct communication, communicating in a really timely, meaningful, and relevant way is how the, the FI is going to continue to grow. And I wish you much, much continued success. Well, Scott, thank you. What a pleasure to have you as a guest today. Push notifications are sounding like a great tool. And this is a perfect soundbite for our podcast library without overwhelming listeners about a technology solution. So we greatly appreciate you being available for today's conversation. <clears throat> and thank you Robert, for thank your- Thank you. It's been so yeah. fun chatting. Thank you for having me on. Of course. And to our listeners, thank you for allowing us to share some ideas with you. Always reach out with any questions or comments. We look forward to hearing from you and having you listen to our next podcast. Today, our guest has been Scott Brown, Vice President of Growth with Larky. In today's podcast, we examined how account holders are now expecting timely notification via their mobile devices through push notifications how push notifications can be used and the types of push notifications that are being used by some financial institutions. Additionally, we look at some cost and implementation considerations. Thank you for allowing us to share some ideas with you. We look forward to having you come to our next podcast. You've been listening to Bank on Whitfley. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and tune into the next episode as we feature insights from other leaders in the financial industry and even more ways you can stay ahead of the curve.